my experience was not that glamorous at all though if I'm gonna burst bubbles I worked on Christmas day and Uh I worked like seven days a week um it was day and night um it was live to work over there in my kind of experience however the homes were absolutely beautiful I saw million dollar homes Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. My name is Neve Meyer. Thank you so much for joining us this week, as usual. I'm really excited to introduce my guest. I've been a fan of her work for going on years now, but I've actually never interviewed her before. So Natasha Rocca Devine is a home styling specialist. She's the owner of the Interiors Nerd Studio, and she's actually just launched her first ever candle, which is called The Secret Garden, alongside Lucy Haggerty of Cork-based candle makers Labuji. This candle, I'm so excited to get my hands on it. It just looks fantastic anyway, and I know it's going to smell divine as well. Ah, divine. I did not do that on purpose. So we talked all about her own career. We talked about her upbringing, her mom, who used to be Miss Ireland, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. And also her famous stepfather, Van Morrison. But we talked mostly about how she got into business and how she's pivoted her business now because of COVID. So I caught up with her earlier in the week. Take a listen. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us on Girls With Goals. I'm a big fan of your work, so I'm so excited to talk to you today. And um, We're going to talk a little bit about your new business venture later on. But first, I wanted to go back a little bit and talk a little bit about your childhood and, and get a sense of what you wanted to do career-wise when you were younger. When I was younger, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very, <laughs> I'm honoured and delighted to be part of your show and then a collection of many wonderful girls with girls. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's brilliant to be involved. Um, so, yes, I, I've always been extremely creative um, since I've been very young. So it was never going to be kind of, I was never going to be an accountant. I, I, sometimes I wish I was. <laughs> um, but I, um, yeah, I like when I was 10, I got my a sewing machine. Um, like I made my family, my mom, I think, traveled down to work or somewhere to get a singer sewing machine. And I used to sketch and write like, write on my mom's typewriter remember the old school typewriters um and you know I was always involved in like my family were in the tiling business so I would help for example my uncle Bernard tiled um mosaic um Moore Street and he did all murals there so I helped him when I was like eight or nine when he was doing that like he would do murals and and commissions so I was always around um creative with my rock family my they're from Italy um so I was always around tiles and kind of creativity and property and then naturally myself I was very drawn to design and I also love to write um so yeah I think it was just something inherent in me since I was younger um and unfortunately with a creative career it's difficult to pin it down a lot of creative people have various creative sides to them and it's just making kind of tightening that up and making a career and obviously money out of that so yeah that's the thing I always feel like that's such a key point because I, I speak to a lot of creatives on this show, you know, and I, I love giving platforms to that because I feel like when people are growing up and they have that kind of natural creative side to them, I, I think like what you said about pinning it down into what could potentially, you know, get money in the bank down the road is that kind of tough mountain that you have to climb when you're figuring mm-hmm. it out. So for you, was was there a sense at a certain point where you had to go, OK, well, look, I'm I'm from this, you know, incredibly 
creative Italian Irish family it was very natural for you to be around this but then was there a point where you were like okay well education wise what am I going to do in terms of you know turning this into a, a career that can pay the bills yeah so actually and um, funny enough you speak about that my mom herself was um in modeling and um, my mom was actually Miss Ireland I very rarely say that um but she was I'm so proud I of her. knew that uh, Natasha um, I knew yeah, that my, she was my, Miss Ireland yeah my mom was Miss Ireland and for back to the whole education and um my mom was one of the first kind of female continuity and um, presenters in Ireland on RTE with Teresa Lowe and a few people like that so she was in a very male-dominated industry um and she always found it very challenging to get her next job and I think creative jobs are always like that however because of that reason being around her and being on set um she wanted the opposite for us nearly and I think a lot of creative parents like actors and singers um and models etc say that to their children or they you know let them make their own choice but mom was very very insistent on education because she yeah. had to go through the creative process um and you know deal with the highs and the lows of the career you know because seasons get in you know get caught etc so um for that reason I was studied a lot um I did um I did I went to UCD which was fantastic and then I did a master's in journalism and also a second master's in interior architecture in London um so I was very much always creative but I I made my like for a creative person I find sometimes studying quite difficult and challenging because you know I prefer to let things process and have time whereas when you're doing a master's you have to deliver properties and designs like the next day which I found quite challenging um but generally speaking I'm really glad I chose the path of you know getting those extra skills because between jobs and when I traveled when my specific business or work may not have been coming in or the industry had changed I always could do like web design jobs or you know like I I could make money here and there and I think that's where having education on top of meeting people you know networks are also very important um for me that was fundamental that I had all these you know additional skills to make money in a few different ways and I would always encourage people whatever that is even if it's an online course or you know just getting extra classes here and there um I think it's very important absolutely and it's so interesting that you know speaking of education and stuff like that not one but two masters you certainly You certainly followed through with that. Anyway, I think it's so interesting you talking about your mother because, you know, not every child growing up has a mom who was Miss Ireland. So that's kind of different. And also you did have a very famous stepfather as well in the form of Van Morrison. So like not the classic childhood, I suppose, that, that lots of people have. But I suppose having that amount of success that's around you from a young age, did that kind of spur you on as well in terms of your own career? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, if you're a a child growing up in that kind of atmosphere with all of that creativity and all of that success and like, you know, your parents being involved in these industries, like you said, that are very tough to to crack, I suppose, you know, I mean, from 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 that was there pressure or was it like a drive for you to kind of you know pull away from that and create your own identity as a business owner I think both is probably that is the answer to that is that I definitely I don't think I realized the pressure um until I look back Mm. you know and I think back what did I make decisions did I push myself like I would have been a lot more um career focus now I'm trying to find more of a balance I think everyone does you know in different times of your life things are priority but I'm back in Ireland and I want to make time for you know friends and family I know it's a strange time ironically when I do that COVID kicks in and mm-hmm. um, this is my chapter but um 
yeah, but I felt that I think inherently you do feel pressure. And I think because, as you said, like I don't really mention my mom, because, but like it is relevant, especially for girls with goals, like people listening. Um, I do think you can be all things. My mom also studied and did masters and she's like always balanced both, you know, being, you know, she said you can have it all um, if you work hard for it. So I definitely felt pressure to say that. But I also feel like everything, whether your parents or what, whatever the industry is, doors opens and doors close and you have to keep the door open yourself like you can be let in the room I always say but you have to you know get asked back so I think that's very important Definitely. and I think that's where the skills come in um, and then I think as you said on a positive I think all that around you I, I have a bit of a fearless streak it's strange it's a unique mix because I'm very sensitive and creative and a bit nervous about making big choices and then I you know make I think brave choices like I moved to LA on my own and I'm launching a candle so I think definitely the in the background I'm from would have maybe influenced me just to go for it yeah. um, and go for big dreams I definitely think my ner- my natural personality is probably a bit more reserved and a bit more cautious but it's there's something inherent in me and then the more you do take risks and the more you push yourself like it's like when you go to the gym and you start to take you know do a workout or you know go on a go like a healthy eating plan not even about weight but just you know you see the results and then you realize it's not as hard second time around to, to make another big choice and it just it's all about like the secret and putting yourself out there in a positive way and then you know taking risks and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't but you're always better to have done it I think and even yeah. if it was a big lesson like a life lesson or it was hugely successful I think that I, I don't ever really want to look back and say I didn't do it because of fear um, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, it's it's about kind of taking those leaps, I suppose. In terms of like, you know, your your own business and, you know, the Interiors Nerd Studio that you have and you mentioned the candle there. I'm so excited to talk to you about this candle. Like, I really do. I want to hear everything about how you even think of a fragrance for a candle. It boggles my mind. Um, but I do want to ask first, you know, if you're moving into a career like that, and this is for anybody who's listening who, you know, is really focused on that kind of interior and home staging because it's just it's blowing up Natasha but it's blowing up in in terms of like property shows and you mm-hmm. know people really having an interest in the way that their homes look and our stage and our style because we're all in our homes 24 hours a day now but I I want to ask before we kind of get into that nitty gritty of actually you know everybody's in their homes and now they're looking around and going oh I would wouldn't mind if my house looked like that a little bit more um it, when it came to opening your own studio and having your own business, you know, on the one hand, that's such an incredible thing to do because obviously, you know, you're taking control and you're going to be your own boss. But on the other hand, if it doesn't work out, like we kind of touched on earlier, that's all on your shoulders. Did you always know that you wanted to create your own business or, you know, after you got your your master's and, and all the education stuff was behind you, did you think that it would be good to go and cut your teeth or like what kind of career path did you have in mind initially when you were starting out in your industry? Um, I think I had the, like all of the plans that we were saying growing up. Um, and then when I was about, I don't like, we don't need to get into it, but when I was 19, I was in a, um, a car accident in San Francisco and I was in a coma and I, like, I had to, um, like go through like a very grueling kind of recovery process. So that definitely is effect has affected my, my choices in so far as like, you know, it was the best thing that happened because it's the only way to look at it in my mind, like it shapes who I am. Um, so I think that definitely just kind of made me a lot more fearless because I've been faced with such a, like, kind of close to death experience that it really forced me forward. But obviously, you know, I'm still, cautiously um but I think that really influenced my decision so probably before that 
I wouldn't have taken as many risks such as open my own company. And I did, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I did it like now versus before I, you know, I've set up kind of production companies and I've done like sh- my own shows cause I like to produce things um, yeah. over like during college and things, but I've never actually, I don't think I was ready until now. So I went to like London, I worked there. I was an estate agent in LA. And when I came back from LA um, and traveling, I worked in a few different cities um, and I didn't know anyone. I always went and just kind of networked and made my own, back to what you're saying about kind of finding your own path I was very I I needed to do that I was one of those people that wasn't kind of I needed to travel and to work and to get experience and all those things accumulated um, and put together has like when I came back from LA um, I just said I'm ready and that's kind of to answer your question I think had I not done all those experiences and I made mistakes and I saw other people make mistakes working with them and you know you learn and you grow but there's a certain point where you just have to say now or never Um, because there's a lot of work involved in setting up a company and doing projects and things like that and I think because I'm creative mine grew and evolved over the last few years and the candle is the next stage of that um but it's tough you know like it's amazing and it's brilliant but you have to be very disciplined and you have to ultimately love what you do and that's first and foremost because when you are working late or over time or when things are high and low, you know, with the economy and pandemics and just markets. And, you know, sometimes you get yeah. criticism, regardless of how much you try people, you know, it's creative industry. Um, You have to just keep yourself very motivated. And I'm lucky my boyfriend's amazing and my friends and family um, are obviously very understanding. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, everyone around me has high expectations. So it's, yeah. it's a tough audience, my mom and family, you know, so um you know I'm always pushing myself but I think you just have to at a certain point go for that if that's what you want to do but also have a great infrastructure and people around you I think that's very very important to succeeding in business yeah I mean I I wanted to ask a little bit about your your time in LA because the, the her audience at the moment are literally frothing at the mouth for a show that's called Selling Sunset. And I don't know if you've watched it yourself. I've never seen it. Everyone's asking me. I've never seen I, it. So I'm like, you've I'm never seen it. For, no, I'm too busy at the moment launching the candle and designing and like a million well, things. This is it. So this yeah. is the thing is, well, then if you haven't seen it, absolutely fine. But it's just like, you know, it, it depicts being a real estate agent in Los Angeles as the most glamorous thing that you can imagine. And you know yourself as a producer, it's a reality TV show. So obviously we can't get too caught up with that. But I mean, you know, a lot of people here in Ireland, especially now, like nobody being able to travel and stuff like that. Everybody is reminiscing about, you know, the times that were when we could do that. I mean, for you, was your experience in, in Los Angeles a, a great one? Was it a place that you could see yourself settling down or or what? What kind of was it like for you when it comes to that career, like being a real estate agent? I'd say it's viciously competitive. It's very competitive. Um, And then back again to the fact that I was kind of working for a team versus by myself because you're self-employed as an estate agent, even though you're in an agency and some of them means that, you know, you have to get, it's all about kind of quotas and making sales. It's very, very competitive. I went in kind of um, with like, realistic expectations and because I had design and staging expertise I worked a lot with staging companies and I helped from projects and did my own so I focused I kind of was very kind of aware of what I wanted out of the industry I wasn't necessarily trying to build my career up in America to stay there and you know make the money or you know my experience was not 
that glamorous at all though if I'm gonna burst bubbles I worked on Christmas day and um, oh. I worked like seven days a week um it was day and night um it was live to work over there in my yeah. kind of experience however the homes were absolutely beautiful I saw million dollar homes when I was involved in teams that did um it's there's so much glamour, but I suppose the people that I worked with and the clients were near the opposite. So LA, I would say, is kind of two sides of a coin, very out there, very kind of in-your-face glamour, and then the opposite, extremely private, usually celebrities or people who are actors or producers actually behind the scenes who are very wealthy and want to be behind the scenes or in finance. Yeah. So I was on the more low-key side where it was very private viewings, and things like that, as opposed to reality or anything like that. It was mine was not like that at all. Yeah. And I'm Irish as well. So I think we're naturally more a little bit more conservative. I don't think we're, you know, in your face type, um, generally speaking, you know, that way. So but I, you know, like Dublin, like everywhere, you know, there's glitz and glam. So it's just it's yeah. whatever kind of floats your boat. That's whatever not really floats my your scene. Boat. Yeah, I don't yeah, really absolutely. watch TV much in that sense. But, you know, if I, think I, I don't you, know what to, to be say honest, about you'd it. You'd probably have a laugh. You'd probably oh, have a yeah, laugh if yeah, you watched sure, it, to be I'm fair. Sure. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of good crack, to be fair. I wanted to ask now, so you're back uh, and you're launching this new product, Secret Garden, alongside Lucy Hegarty of Cork-based candle makers, La Bougie. So can you tell me a little bit about, like, firstly, why candles? And also launching a new product uh, in the midst of a pandemic, some people will look at it as kind of, like obviously is it a good time to be doing this um but for you what was the kind of thought process behind that well um I think I love lighting which is probably one of my favorite parts of um design and staging and I think candles are like an essence of that and I like the fact that um I've lived in all these places and I never really had like large apartments or access to gardens and stuff so always felt like plants and scents and things like that and accent um accessories like are very important um, and I also love hotels I'm actually staying in number 31 tonight they've invited me along because it's art deco Lovely. and I'm obsessed I'm running around taking photos um whilst trying to launch the candle but basically back to that like hotels are very much about your senses and I think that would be my moving on from staging I would love to design in hotels and things because they're all themed which is like staging so I think when candles for me are very sensual and I think it's kind of an easy mobile way to reach lots of people because obviously not everyone can buy a light um or you know bigger products and I think it was just my next step it was the first kind of move into merchandising that I would like um to start mm. with and then obviously Lucy is superb um and we just collaborate we just connected and then it's been a process but we it's been very unique and actually this week unfortunately is the third or probably nearly the fourth time the candle has gone in the factory not Lucy's but the other factories involved have gone into COVID um kind of literally shut down so my candle keeps getting delayed so you're absolutely right back to saying why during the pandemic I really had never foreseen the kind of stress that would have been involved and now Mm. we're trying to organize gifts for people and things like that so it's very risky I think to set up anything now particularly when it requires production if it's a service like a you know consulting it's fine but I think it's teaching me huge lessons you know I think everything does and I'm so proud of the end product obviously we've prototypes and we photographed it and I think I'm really happy that it's Irish made and I'm launching it in my own my home you know my home city um and all of like my experiences in LA and all these things have come together um and 
I think the reason why it's called the secret garden for me is about bringing outdoors indoors, but also that whole feeling of serenity because I think people aren't mm. relaxing anymore. And I feel like candles should have that element of helping you switch off, like just bringing you kind of down into a calm energy after a busy day. Um, and also because we're working at home, finding that mood shift from leaving your office, even if it's in the same room and relaxing and switching off which candles I think are very helpful with so all of those things considered yeah it's very exciting a little bit stressful because of you know the normal pandemic of kind course. of delays but um I'm very excited it'll be I mean this this is the thing and I think of all the things like what you touched on there about serenity it's it's so crucial and I think what people are really realizing now more than ever is that you have to take that time for yourself and sometimes it's the simple things like putting a face mask on and lighting a candle. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. yeah, like absolutely. it's a lot, but it can completely change how you feel about your evening, you know, because nobody's going out. We, we're not like treating ourselves in the way that we we did in the past. And I think mm-hmm. that it's these little things that we can do to maybe just bring that little bit of serenity back in. And it's also a little bit of like control. You know, the world can be falling apart around us. But if we're home in our safe space, you know, and there's beautiful candles lighting around us, you just feel a little bit cozier. Like, honestly, sometimes I love this country for the shit weather because when it's raining outside and when it's awful outside, I love nothing more than being cozy with beautiful candles lighting. And yeah, it's just a bit of, a plushness in your life yeah why not exactly and I think I've worked a lot with um, a fantastic um, brand and company called cream.e and they're amazing Dublin based um, but from people all around the world and they've we've created this really fabulous kind of art deco style so it's really stylish which you know it's kind of fun to look at like you said I think that's something that you know I want to start doing with my if I progress with candles um, is that they're stylish as well so you feel like as you said it's a bit plush you know it's yeah. a big sand you have like either a movie on or you're listening to music or you're reading or whatever you're having a glass of wine or you're in the bath or whatever it is you're doing to relax um, and to chill out you just have your candle on and I feel like it should be it's kind of bringing the outdoors or the you know like a, a dinner kind of situation or a Saturday yeah. night or a Friday night in and we have to more than ever do that now nearly have to recreate travel Absolutely. recreate um recreate you know like our experiences and bring them home which is really difficult is so simple things like candle lighting you know like lovely food and all these things I think are more important than ever as you've clearly made you know made a point yeah this is it and it's also really good as well that like you said it's an Irish it's all produced in Ireland and I I know that a lot of people listening and a lot of our audience are really invested in you know supporting small Irish businesses wherever we can or any Irish businesses for that matter before I let you go Natasha I just need to ask you about the actual creation behind a candle scent because don't get me wrong I adore candles and smells nice smells but I wouldn't know where to start when it comes to actually like making one or creating that scent so I mean is it very much the same if you're designing a room do you start with a mood board or like how how about the creative process behind it yeah exactly so I started with mood boards you're one step ahead and and obviously connected with Lucy who I knew was a superb perfumer um and obviously you know that completely out she has so much credit to take care than than myself just alone but um yeah I essentially I I got together you know the theme of uh, with mood boards and then obviously on top of the mood boards um I put in obviously scents I like like a a list of scents and then we Mm. went through a process of shortlisting this and then simultaneously um my design team were working on um, 
you know, with myself, we're working on the box and things. So it all, it's a very much a fluid process. And then you curate the sense and you create the style and then you move into websites and, and you take, you do press test runs and printing. And then yeah. similarly with the scent, you keep curating and we have to do it via courier. So because of obviously COVID um, and yeah. post, um, but yeah, I had to kind of curate the sense. And then I got, thankfully, I got down to Kinsale um, to pour my first candle prototype and met Lucy and stuff. So we'd only met really um, kind of after the event, but obviously we've been in touch for a long time and we did lots of Zoom calls, all these fantastic ways to keep in touch. Um, so it was a very unique process. I think in another situation, you would probably visit the factory um, and yeah. do that like weekly and, you know, just create your sense. But it's like anything, you start with all of the creative and then you bring it into reality. And then obviously you mm-hmm. think of pricing and and then marketing and getting photos and, with you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's just, um, it's all of those different things and then now we're in the production line we're literally getting it out to it's on pre-order and it's selling really well um, and I'm very lucky um, and then yeah you just kind of get it out and hope nice. for the best and you know as you said just kind of believe in what you do and I'm so like happy with Lucy and I like what we've chosen together and my teams and I'm so grateful for everyone involved so um but yeah, if you like, if any, I feel like after doing this, anything's possible because this is completely out of my skill set, you know, so. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, like, I think a lot, a lot of people as well, you know, through COVID and, you know, through this situation are pivoting, you know, and they're looking at their skill set and they're looking at what is transferable in terms of what they can do and what they can make and create as well. I'd say it's going to be incredibly satisfying when the Instagram tags start rolling in and you're you're seeing these candles out there in the world and people's homes. And I mean, that must be just a great feeling as well, because it's something that you made. And the process does sound like a different process, you know, because obviously you can't just go and hop in the car and run down to Lucy and have a chat like this. So um, is it going to be the kind of first of many? Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming down the line for you in terms of maybe other products that are on the horizon or are you just kind of focusing on, on this for now? Well, Lucy and I are planning, um, I believe, a second scent. But, we, you know, obviously the experience with this, it's been delayed months, like for the glass yeah. alone. So we may have to just, you know, keep this limited edition going longer than we thought. But ideally for me, this would be kind of a winter candle and then I would launch a summer one. So that was my goal is just to have, you know, two. And then I'd love to, you know, who knows? I think because of the pandemic, everything's very open um, in a good and bad way. But you have to be very open to the market and how things go. Um, And I'd love, I'm obsessed with blankets. (laughs) My boyfriend's like, you literally just carry one in your bag. Um, I I love blankets and kind of cushions and things. I love like anything. I think it's just back to the senses, what we were talking about earlier. So I think I'd like to um, move into, you know, some other products as well, not just candles and not Mm. that that's a bad thing but you know that would be a goal would be to have a few different of my own products probably with a larger brand or home store because it's you know it's better to partner with specialists but that would be the goal to have four or five of my own products collaborating with people and and then yeah it's 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 aligned to staging because staging is primarily accessories so all the kind of core staging like core staging accessories would be my goal but as I said, who knows what's ahead? I'm very grateful for this moment and mm. um, this candle coming out. And it's a huge kind of risk for me. It's out of my depth completely. But um, yeah, I think it's going to go really well based on the effort that's been put in and the amazing team and Lucy included um, who've been involved. And obviously people like you who are supporting me. Um, and, I'm you know, so excited to get my hands on it. I really am. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Definitely. 
I can't wait to smell it. Um, before I let you go, can you just tell people who are listening where they can go to find out more information and how they can get their own hands on a beautiful secret garden candle? Yes, so the candle is off my website. It's um, it's linked in. So if you go to www.theinteriorsnrd.com and then forward slash the secret garden or you just see the pop-ups for candle, um, it will direct you straight there. Incredible. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, and best of luck with everything. I hope that there's no more stalls in production and you can get this out to the world because God knows we need to at least make our senses be happy at the moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly 100% well thank you so much for having me and obviously if anyone has any questions of um, about their careers or their own goals please feel free to email me all the details are on my site absolutely Natasha thank you so much have a great weekend you too take care thank you Natasha Rocca Divine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us there. An absolute pleasure. So if you do want more information on the Secret Garden Candle, which is limited edition, so I would implore you to go and get it, theinteriorsnerd.com. That's theinteriorsnrd.com and all the information pops straight up for you there. So yeah, can't wait to get my hands on it. Thank you so much for listening as always and we will chat to you next week. <laughs>